Figures in the Dark, the podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that goes on in the dark. I'm my, Taylor Shay. My name's Tori. Normally, oh, I introduce myself I first. Sorry. First of all, last week you interrupted me by <laughs> fucking coughing. This week you're not letting me introduce myself. Like, no. I'll go fuck myself, I guess. No. <laughs> you don't get to talk anymore now. Also, you, this case that I'm gonna present, I'm just gonna have I'm gonna have Siri say it, and it's gonna talk like this the entire time. <laughs> Great yes. idea. No, I'm gonna have Alexa do it because Alexa, I'm using. I don't. I'm Alexa, poor. Alexa, please announce our case for us. Because I'm poor and I don't have money for an iPad, even though I want one for no fucking reason. I don't draw. I'm not in college. I don't take notes. I just want an iPad to have one. Like that's I my issue. I'm feeling so. I want hard. an iPad so bad, but instead I have a um, Amazon Fire tablet. I think it is. I got it for fifty dollars on Black Friday, and it's like the three-year-old version because I'm broke. So. Well, the Love iPad it. that I have is a mini iPad that my parents got me, I think, my sophomore year of high school. Love it. So, it's not compatible with literally anything At anymore. my parents' house, we have the first-generation iPad, no camera. Beautiful. I, I tried to use it for notes in college, and that shit was so, <laughs> so crashy. It was, like, it was no. so bad. It was like, um, it is uh, 2017, and I was made in 2009. I'm, that's not yep. right, but whatever. Like, yep. I was made 10 years ago. Why the fuck are you using yep, me? Because like, I'm broke. My laptop that I had before, the last laptop I have, which I have no idea. I think it's, it's some kind of MacBook. I don't know. It was bought secondhand. I bought it from my roommate mm-hmm. my junior year of college for 200 bucks. It literally okay. has a fucked up screen and a cracked mouse pad because I just you. needed a computer that was new enough to be able to download SPSS for one of my classes. What the fuck is that? It's... It's basically like a statistics. Yeah, like, that's gross. It's, yeah, I was taking quantitative analysis. I really failed. Um, my friend Brittany had to do like majority of my work for that's me. Gross. I'm not good at math. But before that, I had one of the first generation MacBooks. Oh. It was beautiful. Like one of the white ones yeah. that like you used to have and that came in those little carts in school. Yo, I had one of those. Love it. His name was Eugene. Oh he was God. very old and he love didn't it. care I like about that. I like, I like that he has a name when he's a fucking oh, object. Well, that one does too. Do you want to guess what it is? Um, it's a pun. Mac. Bernie Mac. <laughs> oh i love it i love it i'm yes. that also just pr- i'm the least creative person what what's the nickname for my mac 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 <laughs> no. well okay mac. have i ever told you the name of my car no so backstory so his name is aaron right aaron okay. um the backstory was my first car was the same model of car of a crv and it uh didn't have any air so i got this one i had air in it so it's Aaron. So Aaron, because there's air in it. Uh-huh. My dad uh-huh. came up with that. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, God. If we're speaking of car naming here. Mm-hmm. So anyone who knows me knows that my first year out of college, I totaled three cars in a year. Mm-hmm. The first one uh, was because I was trying to avoid a deer. Lovely. The second one uh, had brake failure. Love and then it. the third one, which was named Ziggy Stardust, this car. Oh, my God. It, the heater core was leaking, so I brought it back to the guy who sold it to me, and he was going to fix it. Literally the day after I dropped off my car and he started working on it, his shop burned down the entire shop with my car in it. So how did that work with you? Like, how did they... Did they, like, give you a new car? They gave me my money back. Oh, good. Yeah, he was a very nice man. He's, like, my mom's best friend growing up, his father. Ah. So, like, he was a really nice dude and gave me all my money back. Um, 
which was weird because then my insurance company was trying to withhold the money because they wanted to do a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. They were like, you can make multi-millions. I'm like, I'm not going to sue him. This old man just, like, lost his livelihood. Yeah. He's a good dude who just, he gave me all the money back that I paid for mm-hmm. it. What do you mean? And just Jesus. need a car. I don't. Like, yeah, a million dollars would be care. great. Yeah, a million dollars would be great, but do you think he's got a million dollars? No, he doesn't he even have a shop here. to work at anymore. Yeah, I was like, the shop burned down. But, so then I joke all the time. I was like, yeah, his name was Ziggy Stardust, but the car did burn bright like a star. I hate you. Yeah. I, I do. Yes. I oh, do. the story I was going to tell you and that I saved for this. So, yeah. um, it's a requirement for our employees to have their flu shots at yes. my work. So, like a dummy, I didn't realize that I could ask uh, our head of nursing there mm-hmm. to give me my flu shot. Just, like, mm-hmm. walk in at, at mm-hmm. work one day and be like, hey, could I have a flu yeah. shot? Which is what I'm going to have to do. But instead, I be- before I knew this, I had booked an appointment at Rite Aid mm-hmm. to try to get my flu shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, maybe I did tell you about this. But mm-hmm. there was a literal meth head at Rite Aid on Friday. Love it. So I sat there for 20 minutes because they were super busy before they could tell me that my insurance hasn't kicked in yet, so mm-hmm. I can't get my flu shot um, without paying for it right Love now. Love that for you. Which I'm not going to do, so I'm just going to go into work on Monday yeah. and be like, hey, can you give me a flu shot? Mm-hmm. Um, but so as I'm sitting there, me and this like older guy who is clearly like someone's father, like mm-hmm. he he reminded me of like old school Republican dads. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like... Not, like, rich Republican dad. Mm-hmm. I'm meaning, like, country redneck Republican Yeah, like, dad. don't touch my tractor. Yeah, like, like, he had a mustache. Ah, handlebar? So, yeah, a little bit of a handlebar. Ah. Full gray and white. <clears throat> Love it. So, like, Love he it. was an older man. Just me and him, we're sitting in the chairs both waiting for a flu shot, and this grown-ass man comes in, headphones in. He just keeps, like, talking and, like, shifting around and, like, asking us, like, how we're doing and, like, trying to talk to mm. us. And, like, it already gave me a a flag it was yeah. like red flags are waving i'm not responding i just pulled out my phone and like fully yeah. nose in phone yeah and be like i don't care if i'm rude i'm not gonna die because of the mm-hmm. meth head Mood. so like this dude then the poor lady comes over and is like oh hey what do you need he was like i'm picking up uh, a prescription for my mother and they're like okay well, like what's the last name so he keeps spelling and saying this last name that's mm-hmm. like a really complicated one so then she keeps asking him to respell it and like typing it through the computer she's like i'm not finding this mm-hmm. and he like just keeps like almost yelling at her because he thinks she's misspelling it but then all of a sudden she was like are you sure like i literally i'm spelling it exactly the way you're telling me there's nothing in the yeah. computer for someone to write this name and then all of a sudden he's like oh yeah i forgot no Oh, she got married. I think she uses this different name now, this last name. And mm-hmm. she was like, okay. She was like, okay, I did find one under that last mm-hmm. name. What's your mother's date of birth? He was like, I don't know my mom's date of birth. She was like, what do you mean you don't know your mother's date of Fuck, birth? Fuck, like. Yeah. She was like, you don't even know, like, it was like, if you get the year wrong, fine. But, like, do you know the day or month? Yeah. And he was like, no, I have no idea. She was like, well, I can't give this to you unless I have someone who can confirm her date of birth. Yeah. He was. She was like, do you need to call her mm-hmm. you like basically gets all pissy with her and is like i uh, i could try to call her he like tries to call her she doesn't pick up and he's just still sitting there he was like could i just like go like and this is my mom blah 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 like just keeps like harassing this poor lady she's like no unless i get the birthday confirmed i literally cannot give yeah. this to you and so then he just sits there and he's like waiting and he was like oh i guess i'll just wait for her to call me back i'll like text her or whatever and he's standing there and then he starts fucking vaping in the middle of this pharmacy hello sir this is not outside yeah they have to tell him to get out but as he's standing there he just keeps complaining about how hot it is 
inside the store. He's kinda, so he's somewhat sweaty. Yeah. And Ew. he just keeps yelling how hot it is. And, like, it is not that hot. Then finally, after, like, one of the women notices he's vaping, is like, you need to leave. Mm-hmm. So they kick him out. And then the old dad that next to me just looks at me and he was like, how do you not know your mom's birthday? And then, or date of birth, and then I just kind of looks at him, and I was like, how do you not know what last name your mother is going by at mm-hmm. this moment? Yeah. We're like, you don't even know her name? And then we both just kind of look at each other like, hmm. <laughs> no, meth, man, meth heads, man. Man, where we live, like, it's a nice area where yeah. we live, don't get me wrong, but it's like, there are some fucking freaks up here, dude. Yes. It was like, so fucking weird that I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, did you think you were going to pull this off and not look hugely suspicious as you're sitting there like especially if you're sweaty you're sweaty you're jittery jittery you're did he have meth bumps i didn't see any he was like Uh, full jacket mm, pants like he was bundled up but then i I, like as he's yelling that he's hot i was like then just take off a layer yeah take off your fucking jacket like i'm a sweaty person i'm not a meth head yeah but i'm a sweaty person like i don't and it categorically was not that yeah i mean granted like i also like am a Okay, as someone who is on stimulants for my ADHD, technically yeah. diet meth. So I, because it was really <laughs> funny, yeah. <clears throat> which I haven't taken my meds today yet, side mm-hmm. note. Um, but I had to, I have to do a drug screening every six months to make sure I'm still on them because <laughs> if I test negative for amphetamines, that means I'm selling them or I'm yeah. whatever. So it is, can I tell you, it is the most shocking thing in the world to look at a drug screening and see that you test positive for amphetamines when you do not use meth. And it's because I am, I use a stimulant. <laughs> but as someone who uses a stimulant, I'm a very sweaty person. I'm a very hot person. And so like, I get being in a place, like there, how many times have we yes. been somewhere? I'm, I'm always sweating. Like I'm, I was wearing a tank top yes. earlier because I was but sweating that's my ass what I mean. off. This person yeah. had to be on oh, some 100%. sort of stimulant that was causing him to be sweaty because it was categorically not hot. Yeah. in this pharmacy yeah. it was cold because friday night it started to snow oh yeah it was cold mm-hmm. so it's like this man is on some shit love it and love where we live like <clears throat> i luckily i placed myself as far away as i could from this person like where i was sitting mm-hmm. and i had like this old dad in front of me love it so i was like no i'm gonna i'm so sorry sir your family loves you. I'm sure your children love you, but I'm going to use you as a fucking body shield. Oh, yeah. Right now you oh, stay yeah. in between the two of us. <laughs> you stay right there. Because, like, we all know meth heads. Like, they have that meth head strength. Yes. Like. And it, it's always, like, I was listening to someone else talk about this recently. Like, especially in public when it comes to, like, people who are on stuff and then started, like, attacking people in public. Yep. It's always women. Yep. They don't go after other men. Like, nope. a man can ignore the fuck out of another dude yep. who is in the middle of, like, a mental health crisis or on drugs or something. Like, a man can ignore a crazy man. And Nothing the crazy happens. man won't do shit about it. Yep. He'll just be like, all right, that's fine, and walk on by. A woman ignores a crazy man? Yep. No. No. You know why? It is unsafe. Patriarchy. Yes. Fuck men. Men are trash. I love you, Des, but men are trash. Yeah. Like, like, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> like the sad facts of the world. It's like these creepy men, they have gotten away with this for so long and they know mm-hmm. that society will hold them up. So they only attack women. Which is situations. such bullshit. So yes, that's, but mm, men are creepy. Oh, yeah, and so, we're going to talk about creepy men today. Oh, great. So we Love will shift into your yes. tale that you're so telling me. This, I have no idea what we're talking yes, about Yes, so today. this is something that I have not known a lot about. 
Um, I kind of, you mentioned it recently on the podcast, um, mm-hmm. one of the episodes, the Delphi murders. Okay. So this happened in Delphi, Indiana um, in 2017, in February of 2017. Um, there was a big break in the case recently. We'll kind of talk about that. Um, but it kind of made me want to dive deeper um, into the case. But also I was looking for a new podcast because mm-hmm. I've been kind of catching up with Morbid. Like I really am a fan of their true crime. I love the girls. Don't get me wrong. We love yeah. them. All the, we, oh, yeah. How many times do we reference them in the fucking oh, podcast? Yeah, we, we love them. them. However, um, you know, I'm more of a fan of their true crime. And for a while, they were doing, like, haunting stuff, which is mm-hmm. great. We also yeah. love it. But, like, I prefer the true crime, so I was trying mm-hmm. to find a new podcast. And there's a podcast called, which actually I listened to the entire thing. It's very, very good. It's called Down the Hill, The Delphi Murders. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole-ass podcast about the single case. And they deep dive, they interview family members, police officers. Oh, it's, wow. I think it's 11 episodes long. Um, and it's about... It's about <coughs> 15 hours worth of podcast um it's pretty good it's it's it's, um made by hln i'm not sure what like news network that is but it's essentially newscasters stuff like that and um so there's not a lot of banter not a lot of them like you know being dickheads like we do but it's it's very informative and you get to hear straight from the from the um families i really like yeah so that podcast is a, a big a big source of um, a lot of a lot of like the little stuff that I'm gonna say like little tiny details I got from that podcast okay. as opposed to sources because think about it you go on CNN they're not gonna talk about yeah. you know vivid details of what the girls were exactly wearing how the mm-hmm. sister felt about it whatever exactly you um, can't <clears throat> cite any real place mm-hmm. other than their themselves as exactly the we're saying that. exactly so um, with that being said I want to provide a couple content warnings it's not very graphic thankfully um because they kind of kept a lot of stuff uh, close to the chest which i'll talk about in in this case um but it's you know murder um there is mention of suicide there is mention Mm -hmm. of um child abuse mention of sexual assault not towards the girls but just in one of the suspects something that one of the Mm -hmm. suspects did um it's later on the episode um but this is not thankfully this is while it's a very horrific case it is not vivid we don't talk okay. i'm not going to talk about it how we talked about like sylvia likens or how okay, we talked yeah. about jc so dugard like different. it's it's more about like this is one of those cases that you look at and are like what the fuck happened yeah especially because there's not a lot of news about what had actually happened okay. so <clears throat> we'll kind of dive into what happened um so it was february 14th 2017 um there are hundreds of people out in the woods near the delphi historic trails in delphi indiana which is about an hour out of indianapolis so it's like okay. no it's kind of, it's a smaller town they said in the podcast it was probably less than three thousand people so Ooh, uh, we both know what that's like we're up in a very small town so mm-hmm. Um, these people are searching for signs, bodies, anything of 13-year-old Abigail Abby Williams mm-hmm. or 14-year-old Liberty uh, Rose German or Libby. Um, they're looking for any signs of them, like a, like a lost shoe, a lost phone, anything that would let them know that they were okay or let them know where they were. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, a volunteer exclaims that they found a black Nike shoe. So Kelsey German, Libby's sister, remembers that her sister was wearing that the day they went missing. Not soon after, they find two bodies on the north bank of Deer North Bank of Deer Creek, about a half mile away from the bridge that the girls had been exploring. So that's kind of what happened on uh, February 14th. So I want to take us back a little bit before we kind of get into how that happened, what mm-hmm. led us there. Um, <clears throat> so I kind of want to talk about Abby and Libby before we get more into the case because they were so young and they had, a, like, I read their obituaries and it, like, made me tear up. Like, they were so sweet. Um, so Abby Williams was born on June 23rd, uh, 2003, to Anna Williams. I couldn't find any information about her dad. I think her dad really wasn't in the picture because Anna had Abby when she was only 19. So they well, grew up she, together. Was, exactly. Yeah. Um, Abby loved her mom, and they were insanely close. Um, they were also very religious, and they went to church every week. They went to youth groups, which is something that in the podcast her mom, like, says that that brings her a lot of um, 
like closure now okay. because she was saying that um, when everything happened and the girls went missing, the pastors of the local church um, were there to kind of like comfort people instead of social workers because that's how it was in a small town, you know? Yeah. Um, and she was saying that her pastor went up to her and was like, and this like broke my fucking heart and not to like get like tear jerky like this soon into Ooh. the fucking episode, but he was like, Abby gave her life to Jesus and now she's with him and she's, she's safe. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and like hearing that, like even mm-hmm. now, like, like just hearing her her mom say that was like heartbreaking and she was like crying as she was saying in the podcast and she's like that as soon as he said that even though I knew my baby was gone like I I knew that I would see her one day again and it like yeah. oh even right now like thinking about it, I'm like tearing <laughs> up like, like this thinking poor woman about it. needed some any bit of comfort mm-hmm. and like I'm so glad that there was people around her mm-hmm. that provided her that exactly because I could not imagine Mm-mm. being in her shoes like I mm-hmm. I feel like especially with any kind of child cases like if there is any sort of media attention or anybody who like even asks the parents Mm -hmm. it's you can just see how broken inside Mm -hmm. these parents are for the loss of a child Mm -hmm. and like i'm just so happy that she has some sort of support system definitely because no one should ever have to go through that definitely um and abby was a very athletic kid she enjoyed playing volleyball on her middle school's team and enjoyed writing atvs with her family while she was camping in michigan that's adorable i fucking love doing that right i've I've never done it um because i wasn't allowed to because unfortunately when i was like 10 uh, no probably 13 14 my mom's um old best friend (laughs) who had passed away when i was a baby um her daughter got killed in atv accident it oh. flipped over onto her and it oh, killed yeah. her, unfortunately. Oh, yes. So my mom was like, you're never doing that. Fuck no. That's why for a long time, like, our family, my mom had, like, banned motorcycles mm-hmm. because of what happened with my grandpa. Yeah. But, no, we had what we call four-wheelers. Mm-hmm. And we fuck around with that shit all the time. We Love chased it. cattle with that. Oh, my, my God. My dad has a snow plow for it, and he uses that to plow out our driveway. <laughs> oh, my God. I can yes. totally see that. That it's is hilarious. It's so much fun. Because, like, you know how, like, everybody gets excited about a snowblower? Sean don't have a snowblower. No, he gets on his four wheeler and pushes it around. I love it. I love it. He looks like he's having the best time. He comes in every time. He's like, fucking cold. I hate the snow. I'm like, but you are literally playing with a toy out there. Yeah, like you're having fun. It's like a Tonka truck. (laughs) You just sat on. It's like those little, like those little, like jeeps that run out on batteries for kids. The Barbie jeeps. I had two of those. I had none of them, and I cry yeah. <laughs> sad oh both of ours were hand-me-downs but they were so it's, much fun love it love it um oh. so <clears throat> while abby was very athletic she also loved to read and it was really sweet because in her obituary it mentioned that she had some of the highest reading numbers in her language arts class Damn. which like kind of like it hit home to me because that was me when i was like that age i like read a bunch i remember reading like mm-hmm. i think it was the bigger biggest harry potter book in like four or five days and it was just like i loved it um, she also played the saxophone. So like, and oh, she's so very well-rounded, very talented, yeah. like, ath- like best of all worlds, like athletic, yeah. smart, like this creative, like, such a oh my future. God. And oh she was goodness. so cute. She was so fucking cute. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about Libby now, uh, Abby's best friend, which side note, Libby as a nickname for Liberty. I think that is so the cutest cute. shit ever. Like, are you kidding me? I love it. So cute. So Libby was born on December 27, 2002 to Derek German and Carrie Timmons. Um, I think they were married at one point in time, but they were separated at, they've like, Mm -hmm. they weren't together at the Mm -hmm. time of, of Libby's um, murder. She had two sisters, at least two that lived in Delphi with like, near her okay. one of them was kelsey another was was glenna okay. so i know kelsey was definitely um carrie 
Libby's, like, mom. Like, they were full-blooded sisters. Okay. I didn't hear a lot about Glenna, so I'm not sure. I just saw her in the obituary. Okay. Um, so it might have been, like, her dad's, like, a half-sister, which it doesn't... Okay. I'm not negating yeah, exactly. half-siblings, like, but she wasn't yes. brought up in the document, in the in the podcast, so. And, like, sometimes it can be different depending... Oh, with those kinds of relationships mm-hmm. of, like, closeness and things like that. Definitely. Like, if you're not living in the same house with a sibling, sometimes it's hard... Oh, yeah, definitely. ...to have that closeness, because, yeah. like, I can think of, like, in my family alone, like, I know some of... Like, we have multiple families in our our family that mm-hmm. are blended families. Yep. And if their step-siblings aren't really, like, living together mm-hmm. or, like, half-siblings aren't living in the yeah. same house, they're not as close yeah. as the siblings definitely. that you're living in the house with. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Libby and Kelsey lived with their dad and, and grandparents. Um, so their dad's name was... Derek, I forgot I said it oh. earlier. I was like, I didn't. I, I was like, I didn't say his name. I did say his name. Oh. Derek. So they live with Derek, their dad, and grandparents Mike and Becky Patty in the okay. grandparents' home. So at the time of Libby's death, um, it was a little bit of an interesting situation because Libby's mom actually lived and worked about two hundred and sixty miles away in Kentucky. Oh wow! So she lived like hella far away. Okay. Um, I don't really know why. I think it was just like that's where her family's from. So I guess mm-hmm. when they split up, yeah, they she went. she went back to her family um, and kept the girls in. Delphi because that's where they're in school that's where they're comfortable like Abby and Libby were like sisters like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it didn't this didn't mean that Carrie didn't communicate with her girl she talked to them every day whether through text messenger and she even used to snapchat them that's so which like which is it's that is such like a like she's like I didn't really know how to work it but like I would snapchat (laughs) my girls because they said they wanted to do it and it was like you could tell she really cared um but it was definitely like you know you could tell that once they had split up and she even mentioned that during like at the podcast during when this happened her and Derek didn't talk like they did not communicate so I don't think it was a very good split up good divorce um so that kind of they were amicable and they were both very involved with the kids they just weren't involved with each other exactly yes and they yeah fair like exactly what works for you guys that's yep. what works for and you guys, the girls you know? were at the age like kelsey and libby were at the age where they're 13 and i believe when this happened kelsey was 17 i believe 16 17 so they were at the age where like they can make decisions for themselves so yeah. let's say carrie's like oh i want you guys to come down to kentucky like she doesn't really have to coordinate that with Derek yeah. because they can go ask their dad themselves yeah like they it's not like they're toddlers exactly so you genuinely need to like have a report to get exactly the exactly yeah. like abby libby loved to play volleyball and also loved swimming soccer and softball which, like, girl after my own heart, like, love swimming. Like, love it. Um, <clears throat> so Louie was also a very creative person. She loved to draw and to paint. And both her and Abby went to the same middle school, the Delphi Community Middle School. They hung out a lot often and often had the same group of friends. Like, in the, podca- in the podcast I listened to, there was a few, like, friends that were just Libby's and just Abby's, but a lot of them were, like, we all hung out together because yeah. they were just, like, a package deal. It's kind of like whenever we're invited mm-hmm. places, it's, like... You Nobody was... invites one without the other. Exactly. Yeah. And if they do, it's, like, what the That's fuck weird. are you doing? Or it's, yeah. like, people that I don't know or that yeah. you don't know. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, and so they love thinking about their future together and how, mm-hmm. like, they were going to, you know, move into high school together and how the next four years of their life would go, which obviously, you know, unfortunately did not end up happening. Yeah. So, we'll kind I of... just realized because you said they were born in 2002, right? Mm-hmm. So, they're my little sister's age, or mm-hmm. like a year younger than my mm-hmm. little sister. My, my brother was born in 2002. So they yeah, they would have been mm-hmm. 20. 21, 2021 this year. Mm-hmm. God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the day Abby and Libby went missing was February 13th in 2017, the day before the search I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So this was a Monday and usually the girls would be in school. However, due to a less than snowy winter than normal, um, they were allowed to stay home to use one of the built-in snow days, which was interesting because my okay. school never did that. We definitely did because like, although 
we most of the time ended up it was usually the opposite that we ended up having to come in on a day that was supposed to be mm-hmm. a day off or things like that because we used too many snow days because gotcha. we get too much snow yeah but some years when we had like a pretty fair winter mm-hmm. we did we would get to use our extra snow days yeah. as days off yeah i never did that because we either <laughs> used the snow days because my um my school was very air on the side of caution mm-hmm. so like it was like close whatever need be you know yeah. what i mean um so it was normal it would normally it was supposed to be you know a, a snow day but they it was they didn't have yeah. any snow just used an extra day whatever yeah. so i thought this was pretty fucking cool mm-hmm. so they were like hey we're best friends let's have a fucking sleepover which That's like so of course yes, like if you have a day off from school do? have a sleepover yeah. of course mm-hmm. especially being 13 14 i remember yeah. having sleepovers at that age it mm-hmm. was like we're gonna go on like omega and like call boys yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean? exactly and, like, Watch the scary movie that our parents told us we're not supposed exactly, to. Exactly, exactly. And this was in 2017, so this was only five years yeah. ago. So it's 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 not like this was yeah. in, like, the early 2000s. Like, this was, like, recently. No. That was, like, they could, like, okay. probably watch, like, Vine. They were probably watching yeah. Vines oh on, like, God, Tumblr. Love, love it. <laughs> love it. So once they woke up this day, they actually woke up a little bit later because um, Carrie said that normally they'd wake up and they'd get on the bus around, like, 8, 8.30, but she didn't... Um, that, like Libby ended up calling her and like checking in with her and was like and she was like well, why are you home like why are you still in bed because it was like 10 11 o'clock yeah. she's like are you sick or something and she's like oh no we had a built-in snow day like a snow day yeah. and she was like oh cool, oh, cool. bet love it yeah. for you um mm-hmm. so they decided to once they got up Abby and Libby were like hey we should go to the Delphi trails and go on a hike because it was more than it was like a- abnormally warm that day yeah so it was like you know those days in February yes. where it's like after, like, a long yeah. winter, a lot of snow, yeah, so like... like you just want to get some vitamin D in, which also, exactly. like, this is so precious. So you're telling me these, like, two early teen girls, what they wanted to do with their day off was just go on a hike. And hang out with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the most wholesome, like, mm-hmm. this is what you want from children. Yep. Like, a mm-hmm. child that's like, oh, we're not going to go to the mall, spend all our money, we're not going to mm-hmm. go and party, or, mm-hmm. like, try to talk to boys, or yep. sneak over to a boy's house. Yep. No, we just want to go on a hike. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh, like, uh, this just, like, hurts my yep. heart, because mm-hmm. we're such good kids. Yep. And so they wanted to go to the Delphi Trails, but more specifically the Monin High Bridge. Um, so Kelsey originally, because they were asked Kelsey, the uh, older sister, because she could drive. Kelsey originally was like, um, no, I'm getting ready. I'm getting dressed. I'm going to my boyfriend's house, helping him clean out his truck, and then I got to go to work. But then Kelsey was like, mm, I've been saying no a lot to my sister recently. Like, I should probably take her and her friend, like, yeah. see a little bit of, like, just hang out with them for, like, a little bit. Like, not go on a hike with them, but at least, like, you know, drive them, have some sister time, mm-hmm. whatever, which... I, to me, reading that or hearing that, that was very, like, I think the universe was telling her something, because that was the last time that she would see her sister and Abby alive, which, like, breaks my heart, and she was saying that um, before they went, they didn't bring jackets with them, Abby and Liv were like, we don't need jackets, like, as you do when you're a fucking kid. Exactly, they're like, we don't need coats, that's not cool. Exactly. Exactly, and then Kelsey was like, uh, fuck no, so she ran back inside, grabbed one of her old hoodies for Abby, and then let Libby, Libby always would ride around with her in her car, so Mm -hmm. Libby already had one in her car, so she was like, bring your fucking jackets, like, be responsible. Yes. Um, so, they were, they drove to the Monon High Bridge, where she would drop them off, and, um, she said that as they were driving there, they had the windows down, they were playing music, like, singing to music in the back, like, I can just imagine, like, as someone who drove around their brother when, when he was younger a little bit, like, I would, he'd be in the back seat, in my passenger seat, and, like, blasting music, Mm -hmm. like, you know how that is, like, we've done that shit before. I was the younger sibling, so I was the one, but, like, 
So it was around 1.30 p.m. when Kelsey dropped Abby and Libby off to go hiking. Um, everyone kind of went about their day as normal. And then around 2.07 p.m., which I know it's a very specific time, but there's, like, reasoning behind it. Okay. Um, Libby posted a picture of the bridge on her Snapchat story. Okay. And then posted a picture of Abby on the bridge as well. Like, just one of those, mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, you go, to, you go on a hike with your yeah. friend. You take pictures. I yeah. used to do that shit all the time. Like, And whatever. especially, like, I remember at, like, that is when a majority of my, like, profile photos came was from like sleepovers yep. in my early teens like things yep. like that because you'll you sit and take pictures with each other yep. try out every filter exactly and, like you went somewhere no you and your friends are absolutely doing a little photo shoot what exactly exactly so um it was and the reason we know that specific time is because on snapchat it says like mm -hmm. posted whatever many minutes ago yeah. and people once they realized they were missing screenshotted these pictures mm -hmm. um so there's we'll post some online like of the pictures mm -hmm. um but there's it says like her name and then it says like posted seven hours ago it's a screenshot of mm -hmm. the picture so more time passes and the time when the girls were supposed to be picked up from a family member comes and goes and no sign. They were supposed to meet the family member out of a very specific area where they got dropped off by Kelsey, mm -hmm. and they didn't show. So they were like, okay, this is a little weird. Yeah. However, some of the terrain is a little rough. So they were yeah, like, maybe, maybe they, they just took a long time. Maybe they took a long time. Maybe one of them took a spill and didn't want to leave the other one in, the, in like, out in yeah. the woods. Like, as, you know, as shit mm -hmm. happens when you're hiking. Oh, yeah. So the family was like, all right, let me get a couple people. Let's look around, try to see and find them. Because they were hoping, like, maybe one of them slipped and fell off the railroad tracks, fell down a hill, hurt their yeah. hurt themselves. That was, like, the best case scenario to them. Like, or, honestly, the best case scenario was, like, you know, maybe they lost their phones. They, they dropped them in the water or something. Maybe they, you know, were just having a good old time and, like, lost track of time while hiking like that was the best case scenario so they couldn't find anything find any sign of the girl so they decided to bring in law enforcement so around 5 30 p.m is when the family reported them missing they contacted the carroll county sheriff's department and then a fire a volunteer fire department in delphi and the delphi county or delphi city police also all joining together and they also like word spreads fast in a small town yes. so it you know everyone a lot of people knew the germans and the and the williams a lot of people knew them so they were like like, it was cousins reaching out, like, mm -hmm. like family reaching out to cousins, cousins reaching out to aunts, and then it just got around. Everybody is now saying, Luke, have you seen Abby and Libby? Exactly. Where are they? Could someone exactly. come out and search? Exactly. So, so it, the people came in, like, tens of, tens of people, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. So, they began to go through the woods and look through high and low for the girls. People tried calling the girls' phones, and they did, it went straight to voicemail. So, they were like, mm -hmm. either they're dead or they're purposely turned off, yeah, which, which is not no. good. So everyone kept on looking until about 11.30 p.m. And one, I think it was either, I forget who, I think it was Libby's mom, Libby's aunt or something like that. Because Libby's mom got word of it and then she was getting her way to Delphi. It was, she was two, yeah. 260 miles away. She couldn't just go and look. So yeah, she was no. on her way there. Yeah. She ended up getting there, I believe, on the 14th, not the 13th. So she missed this entire yeah. search. Um like she, oh, it's she, gotta be so scary. Like, I, th I, I think, to my knowledge, she when she found out that they were found, she wasn't even in Delphi yet. She was still traveling when she oh. found out her daughter was was killed. Oh my god. Um. So That's anyway, horrible. so um, it was around eleven thirty p.m. and I think it was Libby's aunt was like, Libby's afraid of the dark. Like yeah. they wouldn't be out here. No. But they were saying like that when they looked around, everyone searching, it looked like it was like. A black sky with stars that's how many people were out searching for them with all the flashlights like all that type of yeah. stuff so it was, like i said it was around 11 30 p.m um leaders kind of got together and were like you know what we don't think there's any foul play we don't think there's anything like like we think that like we there they which i don't they agree were with. under the impression that it was probably more like something had they had gotten hurt 
and yes. are lost yes. kind of thing rather yes. than someone hurt them. Because it was such a small town. Murders really yeah. don't happen in small towns. And, and to be honest, like, I do understand at this point in the investigation why they thought that because they haven't found anything mm-hmm. to point to Exactly. Literally nothing. There has not even, like, the only thing they had at that point was the Snapchat picture and it mm-hmm. just looked yeah, normal. You normal. know what I mean? They also did this because... A lot of them were volunteers, and yeah. they were volunteer firefighters, and they knew the next day they'd be up early searching, so they wanted to at least try mm-hmm. to get some rest before they were yeah. out again. And this, the, the when I say the search stopped, like, it officially stopped. Like, the, the, yeah. like the officials stopped searching. People were still searching. Like, yeah. people were out all night searching for them. Of course, because they, that's just how mm-hmm. towns like this, and, like, when you have a whole community who really understands and values mm-hmm. each other. That's what's going to happen. Like, exactly. Yes, the people who understand are going to be like, okay, we'll start it again in the morning, but there are going to be some very dedicated people that oh, are like, no, we'll, we'll catch up later. We'll mm-hmm. come in late and er- when everybody else is going, but yep. we're going to keep going. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so people, like I said, people obviously continue to search. Um, the, eventually families actually tried to go home and get some sleep. And a lot of them were like, we got like an hour because we couldn't sleep not knowing where our daughters, niece, granddaughters were, oh, yeah. which I get. Like if I like, if it was me, even I, when mm-hmm. my brother earlier last year or earlier this year, I think it was had some like, um, emergency surgery. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that. Yes, I, remember I that. like that was, was a fucking wreck. I couldn't sleep. And that was no. like, I knew where he was. I just didn't know if the surgery went okay. Yeah. Like I was terrified. I could not imagine if he went missing. I could not literally thinking about it. Just saying that out loud makes yeah. my chest tight. Yes. Like I can't even imagine that. Okay. So a lot of volunteers joined the search the next morning, um, before the uh, authorities officially began searching again. So mm-hmm. the official search began at 10 AM, okay. like officially, but people were out as early as like six or seven. Like as soon as daybreak, they were yeah. fucking out there. Um, this time they end up grouping people into smaller groups to make searching the area easier and more organized. Okay. And this kind of remind me how like if you like watch Criminal Minds or yeah. Law and Order, like they break. They're like, all right, group of three, you search at this diameter and yeah. whatever. That's how they did it. Yeah. Um, and the families were split up. So Kelsey was saying she was in a group with her dad and then like a neighbor, and then her grandparents were in a group with a neighbor. Like there were, they didn't have all the family searching together, which yeah. I think was a good idea. I do too, because Be- then it it helps them stay, like, yes. a little on bit. Track. On track. Exactly. As well as, like, if, God forbid, they found something, mm-hmm. there would be someone who is a little less emotional yes. that could then provide some exactly. Sort of help. Exactly. So, this kind of brings us back to how I started the episode, with mm-hmm. a volunteer saying they found a shoe and then finding the two bodies. So in Down the Hill, the Delphi Murders podcast, they interviewed a lot of people who worked on the case and, um, and like I said, the family. So um, Kelsey Libby's sister, as I mentioned before, said in one of these interviews that her group was actually supposed to search the area where the girls were found, but somehow they ended up switching for some reason. Um, but she was near them. Like, she heard them say they found a black Nike shoe, and she knew that's what her sister was wearing yeah. when, the day that she went missing. So, you know, and I think that was for the best because if she would have, you know, seen her sister and her sister's best friend laying there dead, it would have fucked her up more oh, than yeah, this. No. I, uh, I, I no. think in some ways that was some sort of divine intervention oh, yeah. of like, no, they don't need to be the ones to discover mm-hmm. that scene yep. and to see. It's bad enough having to identify mm-hmm. a family member on a slab mm-hmm. or at a funeral home. Mm-hmm. Nobody should have to see. Exactly. Like, the yeah, state. Yeah, exactly. Not soon after this happens, the volunteers are kind of told they're not needed anymore, but authorities kind of didn't say why, because they didn't want them going to a news outlet, because of course there was media out there, because it was such a small town. They didn't want 
the volunteers to go to the media outlets and say like, hey, hey we found bodies. Yeah. Because there was still family at the firehouse where they were, the command center was, that, didn't that, that know. weren't searching, that yeah. didn't know. So they didn't want it to break on the news and that's how the family found yeah. out. So they yeah, eventually... That's really beautiful. Yeah. And they, I, I, I genuinely I think a lot of the stuff that they were doing in this case was to protect the family, to protect the girls, and to make sure that when they found somebody, they knew this person was that person because yeah. they didn't release a lot of shit. Which we'll talk I about. I like that. They're playing yeah. their cards close to the best. There, I, I agree. It's it was it made made it kind of a bitch to research, yeah. but it was very. I think it was they did it in a good way. Okay. Um, so around so obviously after they, the girls were found, probably around twelve thirty, um, they okay. very quickly called over to the firehouse and were like tell them that the girls were found. Um, so around 12.45, the police held a press conference, letting the public and media know that they found two bodies in the area where they were searching for the girls. They didn't identify the bodies as Abby and Libby, but made a very big point of saying how thankful the families were for all the help that was given by the community in searching for their daughters. Because they couldn't, you, even yeah, though they knew, yeah, you still have to confirm. Yeah. It's kind of like when people, like, like, not the same thing, but when, if you, like, have, like, really bad pain in your, in your, in your, like, lower mm -hmm. back and you have, issues when you're peeing it's like oh you probably have a kidney infection yeah. but you can't confirm until you yes. have tests you exactly. know I mean? one of those things yeah. obviously i don't know why that the first thing that popped in my fucking head but you know what well, i mean there's been a lot of utis in this house yeah. as of late. yeah there's been like three utis in the past month yeah and we're not doing well love it love it anyway you um, holding our pee. <laughs> uh, yeah. anyway um but so the Next day on February 15th is when the police held another press conference, which this is a pattern. There's a lot of press conferences as, because okay. honestly. But I like that because I, yes. I think they're trying very hard to control what yep. is being released. And I think that that adds to what you were saying, that they clearly wanted to hold every, all mm -hmm. evidence close to the vest and they wanted to find the right person instead of this coming into a, becoming a media circus. Definitely 100%. And this is also where I got a lot of the information from stuff. A lot of the okay. articles were written about the, about the press mm -hmm. conferences. So they had a press conference to confirm what everyone already knew, that the bodies found were those of Abby and Libby. Um, they said an autopsy was performed on the bodies on their like earlier in the day, but the and the family had made a positive identification. Um, but the autopsy report was never released. Mm -hmm. And um, um, like I mentioned previously, a police officer mentioned they were going to keep the autopsy sealed. Um, and I think it's really good for multiple reasons. One is to protect the family, because yes. like, my first thought was Kendrick Johnson. Oh, like how yeah. all that was granted they chose to release yes. that but releasing that puts up scrutiny for families puts up scrutiny yeah. for the girls like yeah. what if you know one of them was had a broken leg and then this fucker like they stayed yeah. there, what like people yes. blame victim blame exactly. for everything feel like oh they had a broken arm before in their life i bet their family was abusive exactly like, no exactly like, kids break bones exactly um and i also you know i think it was good because they you know I, i'm pretty sure the families were able to know what happened to the mm -hmm. kids because mm -hmm. i think they have a right to that i'm Absolutely. not i didn't i'm not know for sure i don't know for yeah. sure if they know mm -hmm. but i would assume so like the families yeah. were kept in a pretty good loop so like i'm assuming and it doesn't seem like from what your research was saying that the family was in any way upset with no the they police, agree with it which i think that would be very telling. If they weren't getting information about their yep. family members, they would be saying that yep. they want 
to talk to police exactly. officers. Kind of like, like, like Kendrick Johnson. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It would be that, that they're like, we're releasing what we have because the police aren't talking to us enough. Yep, this exactly. This is all we have for information. Yep, and it also, I think it's better off because that way the world doesn't know like the intimate details of how they were killed <laughs> and if they were sexually assaulted because at the end of the day, as much as we want to say like this stuff is for, you know, public knowledge, yeah. there are some fucked up people out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So people exactly. could use that like, oh, these two young girls were sexually assaulted and, and murdered. Like... That, that, someone can get their rocks off on that, and that's fucked exactly. up. Um, as well as, like, it's a very horrific thing, and it's a very private thing mm-hmm. to know that your family member went through that in their last hours of life. I can completely understand not wanting oh, yeah. the general public or others to know about mm-hmm. the last bits of their horrific moments. Definitely. And the second, and I think... So, if not mo- the most important reason they decided to keep this stuff close to the vest was because <laughs> they they wanted to know, like, let's say if someone made a tip or someone, they talked to someone, and this person mentioned a detail about Abby and Libby's bodies that wasn't released, then they would know that person was the one who did the killing. Like, if you, like, if I, like, if pe- no one's been in our apartment before, and we say, and they, like, say, like, oh, yeah, like, you have that little ghost hanging in your podcast room, and they've never been here before, we'll yeah, be like, like, how the fuck do you exactly. know that? Like, like what do you mean? exactly so like if let's say there were the person was like oh yeah like i'm sure they're like oh i don't know like i don't know how they were shot and they're like we never told said they were shot like i love when like that moment happens in Mm -hmm. true crime shows or like crime shows be like i didn't say that yep exactly Mm -hmm. love it Mm -hmm. it was pretty early on in the investigation that the police released a grainy and pixelated picture of a man walking along the bridge where the girls were hiking um when they released this they didn't say this person was a suspect Instead, they just said, like, hey, we want to talk to this person. Mm-hmm. He was captured on video on one of the girls' phones. We want to talk to him to see if he saw yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Which, more, exactly. Yeah. Like, they probably felt the way they did and, like, how most internet sleuths are people yep. who have theorized for years that that person could have been the killer. Yep. But also, like, I think that's a good play to make, to be like, hey, does anybody know this person? Or, hey, was this you? Mm-hmm. We we don't think you're a suspect. We just want to see if, like, yep. you were a witness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll end up posting the picture on Instagram, um, but in it, it looks like it's a white man um, wearing blue jeans, a blue jacket, and possibly, like, a brown hoodie under the jacket, kind of like a Carhartt brown. Okay. Like, one of those colors. Oh, okay. I get um, you. I say possibly just because the photo isn't the best quality. And when I first looked at it, I thought he had a hat on. But then, uh, like, looking at it closer, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, like, that the color on his head matches the color on his, like, shirt. So, like, it makes oh, okay. sense. Um, the man also had his hands in his pockets um, as he was walking on the bridge. So there's more to the picture. But to keep things in chronological order, I'm going to kind of continue how the police kept on, okay. like, releasing the information. Because <laughs> there's a lot. And this is, like, just the tip of the fucking iceberg when it comes to things caught on one of the girls' phones. Interesting. So... After releasing this photo on February 16th, the police end up executing a search warrant on a house on Bicycle Bridge Road. This was only about a 10-minute drive from the Monon High Bridge. Um, they took about two hours going through this property and searching through the field that was near the home. I didn't find anything as to, like, why they searched the property, but we all know, like, in order to get a search warrant, mm-hmm. you need probable cause. Yes. So, like, this could mean, like, let's say police drove by and they saw, like... I don't know, like, something that matched a description of one of Abby or Libby's shirts on the, on, like, mm-hmm. in a window, like, hanging from yeah. a window, whatever. They'd be like, hey, hey. let's fuck, let's get, let's, yeah. let's fuck up this house. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and a judge has to sign off. So it's not like they're going in there being like, let's fucking search. Like, yeah. a judge has to, legality, like, Exactly. So holds. there was something enough for someone to exactly. think this was a reasonable search. Exactly. Um, but nothing was released as to why they searched it. And I, like, dug for a good, like, hour. Hmm. Literally nothing. And... 
it like, brought out like boxes of, of like evidence and stuff okay. but th- there was no arrest made it was kind of like they did it and it kind of led mm-hmm. nowhere which was interesting and they didn't release what they found there so there was some type of evidence and there was probable cause but there was no arrest made which is weird. Weird. Like, I don't know what that was. You know, so I guess, like, not enough evidence for an arrest? I, I or, guess. Because I, I, they, they didn't even... They didn't even... They didn't even release what evidence they found. Like I said, mm-hmm. like, when I say there is little to no detail, I mean, like, little to no fucking detail. Even though this oh, wow. was a international, like, huge thing when this happened, mm-hmm. little to no fucking detail because of how close to the chest they're keeping everything. Mm-hmm. Not a lot happened, you know, uh, for, the, for the next few days, um, but within a couple of days of the search warrant being executed, the police came out and said that they thought the man in the picture was the prime suspect for the girl's murder. Which... Everyone yeah, been done pretty much. Yeah, like, Everyone we were all like, um, yeah, I think you should probably be looking at this guy for more, mm-hmm. but I could, but I still, like, stand by, I understand oh, yeah. why, because you have a higher likelihood of that person, like, coming in. And not if they, getting the fuck out of town. Exactly, if they don't think they're Exactly, exactly. And sometimes some assholes that murder like to insert themselves in an investigation yep. and feel like they're important or have people make them feel like they're important. Mm-hmm. So they do sometimes pretend of like, I'm just the witness. So keep inserting yeah. yourself in an investigation, not necessarily the investigation, but keep that in your mind. I the- have a thought of where this is going, but I don't. I, wa- I want to know. Okay. Did this person participate in the search? No. Okay. But, so, he not necessarily insert himself in the investigation, mm-hmm. but he had contact with the family after the deaths, the person who was arrested. We'll talk about that. And it's okay. fucked up. And it's fucked yeah. up. We'll talk about that. This, that's, like, four pages from now. So okay. We're, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. <laughs> after they said the man in the um, photo was a prime suspect, he actually became known as Bridge Guy. Or BG. Bridge guy. BG. BG. That's what, that's what That's what the family's called him. BG. Was BG. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, bridge guy, just kidding. <laughs> no. No, I don't. <gasps> no, I don't. No, I just no, like no, the idea no. of just... Bridge, bridge guy. <laughs> it's like, fuck I, you, go, man. This is my bridge. My bridge. <laughs> they come here and tell stories of me. <laughs> so, on February 22nd, so this was, what, seven, six days after the girls were found? So, six days after. Mind you, wow. all this I've already talked about. Happened in six or seven Six days. days. Oh, my a week. God. So, the 22nd, six days after they were found <laughs> dead... The police held yet another press conference where they released audio they had gotten off of Libby's phone. Oh. So the audio is pretty chilling. Um, mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do okay. is I'm going to pause here. I'm mm-hmm. going to let you listen. Okay. I'm also going to put it in when I edit. Okay. So I just unpaused. I yeah. showed Tay the audio and I'll put it in here. What are your thoughts on that? It sounds like a command. Okay. What, do you, what is he saying? Down the hill. It yep. sounds like he's commanding them down the hill. Yep. So it in the which like you guys probably heard because I'm gonna put it in there. Very choppy. A lot mm-hmm. of wind. They're outside, yes. obviously, but it's pretty clear that he's saying down the hill. Yes. So hearing this, like you said, it makes me think the person was telling the girls to go down yeah, the hill. Yeah. It didn't sound like, oh, there's that thing down the hill. It didn't sound like pointing something yep. out. It sounded commanding of like down the hill. And it didn't seem like he was just. Like a crackhead mumbling to himself. No, you know what I mean. Sounded, that was very like. Yes, it sounded like this was a person talking to another person, giving them a command. Exactly, exactly. So, um, 
they actually mentioned how Libby pulled out her phone to record because she felt weird about the man following him. Um, and they called her a hero for doing so. And honestly, I agree with them because mm -hmm. how many times have you had someone follow you? Like my first thought, and I'm a 24 year old, like my first thought is not, let me get out my phone and video record this man following me. I wish I had in more instances, I've been known to like fake a phone call or straight oh, yeah. call someone when something like that has occurred. Cause I, I think I've told you about it before. I've never told either of these two stories on the podcast, but twice uh, when I lived in Oneana, when I still lived back in New York, I had the same man follow me twice at two separate locations. Oh, you did tell me that, yeah. One was in a Walmart mm -hmm. that the first time I encountered this person, I was like in the candle section at Walmart. This was during the pandemic, like mm -hmm. just needed a break from being inside yeah. my house, going grocery shopping, wearing masks, all that, like mm -hmm. just trying to sniff candles and like feel like a person. Mm -hmm. And this guy just like came up to me, started talking to me and then said something I remember distinctly him saying, oh, do you have a girlfriend for me or something like that? Mm. And this man gave me the feeling of either that they were on the spectrum, on drugs, mm -hmm. or mentally not well. Yeah. And he followed me around the entire store screaming Jesus. at me. This, like, do you have a girlfriend for me? Blah, blah, blah. Like, this kind of thing. And then weeks later, I saw him again. I went to go pick up takeout at the sandwich shop, and I had parked on the street. And luckily for me, I had one of the car. One of the cars that I mm -hmm. had at the time was one that, when you press unlock, it only unlocks the driver yep. door, not the whole car. And literally, I thank everything for that because literally the second I did that and tried to get into my car and like I have a habit that people now have pointed out to me that every time I get in my car I lock the car oh, I'm the same way I do it every single time me too. it doesn't matter where I am who's I with me if I'm alone I lock the car mm -hmm. I just do so I immediately did that and the second that I was like relocking my door he was pulling on the handle of my passenger side door and was Jesus. trying to get into the car yeah Fucking, yeah. Yeah. But, like, both of those instances, and this is not me blaming you for anything, because no. thankfully nothing happened, but you didn't record anything. No, I didn't record and anything. And you were, and this both was two years I ago. I pull, pulled out my phone and had called the person I was dating at that time mm -hmm. for help and, like, hoping that, like, me talking on the phone with someone would get this person to go away. Both times, they did not answer, so I had to carry on a conversation like I was having yep. a conversation with their voicemail. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, but Libby was 14 years old and had the That's wherewithal so, to record. like... Intel Amazing. so intelligent, yeah. so fucking intelligent. Oh, um, so smart. Mm -hmm. And they, the police had mentioned there was more evidence on the phone, but once again, mm -hmm. didn't release it to the public for the same reason of the autopsy and then yeah. the the cause of death. It so it's like I think that's a really good idea for when they go to trial. I think oh, a lot of these things, like because you were saying that it was very difficult to reach or research this because mm -hmm. there has been much information leaked. But you said that there's been a, an arrest made, which I do remember mm -hmm. hearing that. They haven't gone to trial at this nope, point. He so, yep, nope, not yet. Yeah, so I think we're going to hear a lot more. Maybe we'll have to do a follow-up. Oh, 100%. I'll definitely starts. do that. Because that'll and, probably be in another year or two, yeah. honestly, because oh, of yeah, how big this trial a, is. Yes, and it yeah. usually takes, on average, at least a year to bring it to trial and then, like, another yep. year for it to be finished sometimes. Exactly, so, exactly. So I, yeah. I don't think this case will be wrapped up in no. the, probably in the... Oh, I would say in at least three years. Yeah. Just because of the investigation is still ongoing, technically. Yes. Just because they have someone in, in custody does yes. not mean the investigation stops. That's also why, like, I completely understand why a lot of this information is mm -hmm. not out there. Because mm -hmm. not only were they keeping everything close to the vest till they made an arrest, but they are they haven't gone to trial yet. So yep. why would you release these things until trial happens? Because that, that also makes it easier to pick a jury yes. if you don't release that stuff. Because look exactly. at the OJ so trial. So then this person can't claim, like, oh, everybody here knows about it, blah, blah, blah. But, like... Mm -hmm. 
no, they're like, this is a pretty, pretty impartial jury because they know none of the evidence. They just exactly. know you were arrested. Exactly. So a few months went by after this audio was released and due to more witnesses coming forward, the police released a uh, in-depth composite sketch of the person of interest on July 17th. Um, it looks a hell of a lot like the photo that was released that like Libby mm-hmm. had, that, that that photo that I was talking about. Yeah. Even though it was blurry, you really can't see the guy's face. It looks like the if, same. Person. It kind of looks like yeah. the same person. Like it had oh, the hoodie wow. in the picture. I'll put it. I'll I'll obviously okay. I'll post stuff on the Instagram for that type of stuff. Um, there wasn't a lot more progress in the case when it comes to the investigation, but there was some progress in the families um, with the Williams mm-hmm. and the Germans. Um, they actually ended up unveiling a space in um, later in 2017 um, for a sports field in memory of the girls. Oh. And it's called um, Abby and Libby uh, Memorial Field. And oh. it's actually a sports complex. So it includes an amphitheater, batting cages, a playground, and some... Um, in like a bunch, like a couple of sports fields. Um, so it opened in late 2021 and the families were there when they dedicated the park to it. So it's, it hasn't it been open for about a year. It was dedicated in October of 2021. So it's been dedicated for about a year, but um, they, you know, it said it would cost upwards of a million, $2 million to maintain, which, you know, obviously yeah. everyone was willing to help because it's, it's in the memory of two girls who were murdered. So the families also appeared mm-hmm. on shows like Dr. Phil and Nancy Grace to try to like, you know, be like, even if you're not from the area, do you recognize this person? Does yes. this person look like someone you know? Like Someone that you yeah. know that probably could have been in yep. Indiana e- or in Indiana exactly. around Delphi during this time. Exactly. You know. Like, is this someone who, you know, at the time, they, they were saying during the, the press conference, like, you know, do you recognize this voice? Is this mm-hmm. someone that you think that you... Um, no, on that day, did on the 13th, did mm-hmm. they cancel a plan? Did they, you know, can, have canceled an important appointment that, yep. you know, at the time seemed normal? But thinking about it, like, doesn't hold water. Yep. Like, is it... Were they behaving strange exactly. during this time and have no yep. full reason to exactly. be strange? So we talked about the girls going missing, some evidence that was found, and the creepy audio that Libby was able to get while being followed. Um, what we haven't mentioned, some suspects by name. Um, there, A lot of these were between 2017 and 2019, and okay. then in 2019, we're going to kind of switch gears again when I talk about some more stuff that was released by mm-hmm. police in 2019. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So... One of the first person, one of the first people that was uh, mentioned as a suspect was Daniel Nations. Okay. So uh, we'll talk about who he is, what his deal is, why he possibly could be a suspect. So Nations was arrested in Colorado because he was driving with his wife in a car that matched a description in a case where hikers reported a man threatening them with a hatchet. What? Yeah. So they were saying that this guy came up with them on the trail, was acting all fucking crazy, probably drugged out and had a hatchet and was threatening them. Good. So... When they searched Nation's car, they found a hatchet, and he was charged with felony me- menacing Good. and reckless endangerment. Which, felony menacing? menacing. What a charge. Menacing. I'm going to charge Powder with felony menacing. I think she She's a menace to society. Yeah. She owes us so much money. Yeah, she's a felon. <laughs> but, good. I'm glad mm-hmm. that they weren't just like, well, everybody has ha- car hatchets. What do you mean? <laughs> New York City, we are car hatchets. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's sometimes, which like I get attorneys, especially like defense attorneys, it's your job to get your client off. However, some of the shit that they've said just like makes no fucking sense to me. But like, what do you mean it's incriminating for him to have a car hatchet? Doesn't everybody have car hatchets? I'm no, like, no, I don't even have a shovel in my know. car. Like, what? You really should. Like, I know. <laughs> I know. You should. But, yeah, 
Yeah, I'd be like, no, it's not like fucking windshield wipers on a car. We don't all just exactly. like have that in there. Exactly. One and two. Hello? I'm glad that they took it seriously instead of just being like, do what you want in the woods. We don't care. I guess yeah. you could go around and threaten people when they ask, did he use the hatchet on you? No. Well, maybe you're, you're overreacting. Maybe, like, you shouldn't whine about it. <laughs> um, so, now you may be thinking, maybe thinking, what is this man who is in Colorado, 30 mm-hmm. people with a hatchet on a hike, Yeah. have to do with the murder of two yeah. teens in Indiana? Well, the first thing is that he looks eerily similar to the first composite sketch put out by police. Gross. Beard, everything, fucking weird. He also is a registered sex offender, has history oh, in Indiana, great. and has committed his most recent crime on a hiking trail. Coincidence? I think, think not! <laughs> so there's proof of this, of him being in, in Indiana around the time of the murders. Um, because on January 31st, 2017, he registered with Morgan County in Indiana um, as a sex offender as he was required to do so. Because he mm-hmm. became a sex offender in, in 2007. So this was 10 years later. Oh, He's, well, you know, yeah. So he was, he uh, registered as being a homeless person living in a motel in Indianapolis, which like I mentioned before, is about an hour, hour and 15 minutes away from Delphi. So not, so a little bit far, but nothing okay, but like... like- yeah, you could drive an hour and 15 minutes. We're about to do problem. that today yeah. to, go, to go to Aaron's house. Like, it's, it's exactly. not like, like... People do that. Exactly, exactly. So, um, he had to check in with Morgan County every seven days in person due to his sex offender status. So Oh, is... that, that means he was a really high risk to repeat. Yeah. Um, okay. So, he, uh, he did check in in person. So, it's actually on paper that he was in Indianapolis on the day the girls' bodies were found. Before, after, and during. He also has a history of exposing himself and jerking off in public in front of women. Um, and that's why he's a sex offender. And apparently he was at a, uh, at a place and he was jerking off in front of a woman and was like, oh, you like this? You want to hop on this? That's literally Ew. what he's... Yeah, right? Fucking... And you know, when you see a picture of him, he's fucking gross. Also, like... No. The answer is always fucking no. You want to see my nasty dick in public? No. Uh. Nobody wants to see your <laughs> fucking shit. People don't even want to see it in private, for no. fuck's sake. Uh-uh. Like, I think it goes back to, like, when we talked about, like, with the Blanche Monet case mm-hmm. of the, like, exhibitionism. That, like, people who have exhibitionism as a disorder don't think that they're causing harm. No. They don't think what they're doing is harmful. I don't understand how you wouldn't think... Being flashed against your will, having someone say nasty shit like that at you and jerk off towards you wouldn't be traumatic, because it is. What are you talking about? That's... I'm not... No, I'm not going to put that energy no. in the universe. Never mind. I lied. Um, and he also continues to do this, like, through recent years. Like, he did it in 2016, 2017, 2018. Like, he has a history of doing this shit. So he remained a person of interest in Abby's and Libby's murder for about a year. Um, and then the state police from Indiana said in 2018 in February that they weren't ruling him out. But, like, really weren't looking into him, like, too hard. Are you? Good? <laughs> so I want to give you a little bit of insight as to what I just witnessed. Um, Tay had my cat in her arms for the past 20 minutes, forcing her to love her. Yeah. Um, but then just put her in a headlock and was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get her to tap out. <laughs> she has no hands. Don't step on my laptop. She was doing bad shit, so she needed a little... Little headlock for good behavior. <laughs> that is not what we do to animals. She <laughs> didn't tap out. She didn't say uncle. That's her fucking fault. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> um, oh my god. What did I say by headlock? Like literally. It wasn't actually like, a headlock. No, my arm it, was barely around her, and I was just like whispering, taunting things at this cat. I was trying to talk, and I just heard. 
literally just whisper your tap out, tap out. <laughs> you want out, tap out. <laughs> Hello? Oh my god. So, anyway. So, like I said, Nations remained a person of interest, and then yeah, about a year he later... Yeah, seems like a pretty interesting fucking person. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing, but you should watch that one. So, he... It was about a year from February 2017 to 2018 that they considered him a person of interest, and then they were like, we're not ruling him out. However, we're also not, like, looking really into him. Like, he's still on our radar, but we're he's not... not fully, like, this is the weirdo that we're looking for, but someone should look for this weirdo. Yeah. They're like, this guy's a fucking weirdo. We're like, we got eyes on this fucker, but we don't think it's the right fucker. Exactly. Um, so that's pretty much all the, you know, n- information I found about Daniel Nations. Creep, disgusting, vile, Yeah, I still hope that he is being monitored very closely. Yes. For everyone's safety. So, and the worst part is, like, the next two people I'm going to talk about... He's not even the worst of the next of the people I'm going to talk are you about. Same to me. <laughs> so, I'm so stressed. The next man was a man named Paul Etter, who actually ended up killing himself during a police shootout with pe- with a police in Boone County, Indiana, about an hour away from Delphi as well. Okay. Um, the police looked to see if he was the one who could have killed Abby and Libby. Didn't find a whole lot about why he was considered a suspect, other than the fact that someone submitted a tip about him. Okay. He's kind of a piece of shit. So the reason he was in a police shootout was because he was driving a stolen car. And then they also wanted him because he, um, a woman about 25 had pulled into his driveway with a flat tire and then, um, she asked him for help and he was like really creepy towards her. So he's like, she's like, oh, my friend lives down the street. I'm just going to fucking go to my friend's yeah. house instead. Drove with a flat to her friend's house. Once she got out of his, out of her car at his fr- at her friend's house, Edder ended up following her, abducting her, bringing her back to his house and sexually assaulting her. She escaped, thankfully. Oh um, my God. But um, that's why they were, like, looking at oh. him. Um, and that's kind of why... I don't trust strangers ever. I swear yeah. to God. This is the only reason why, like, AAA still exists mm-hmm. and takes everyone's money. is because we're also afraid, especially mm-hmm. as females, for something like that to happen. Yep, exactly. Oh, my God. So um, they, that's kind of why they looked into him. But then he killed himself. So, like, good riddance. Yeah. Not to be like, I'm glad he killed himself. Yeah, but, but like, also, I'm glad, like, I'm glad this person's the fuck off this planet. Yeah. But, however... What the fuck? Mm-hmm. That is such a, like, loose cannon reaction oh, to everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, my God. The yep. woman just had a fucking flat tire. Yep. And she, you were being weird. Mm-hmm. Like, this is also what, like, just sets off my brain too much is, like, the, that creepy, fucked up men mm-hmm. can't handle rejection. Yep. And that it's, like, the worst crime a woman could do is laughing at a man. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard someone put it very beautifully a little while ago that they were, like, Men are terrified they're going to be laughed at. Women are terrified that they're going to be hurt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like. Yep. Yep. Men fear rejection. Women fear death. Yeah. Like, these are not equal things. Like, if a guy goes up to a girl in a bar, his biggest fear is a girl laughing at him saying no. If a girl goes up to a, yep. a guy at a bar, her biggest fear is being killed by that guy. Yeah. For, for saying being no. being a fucking rapist. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's, like, like, come on. Yeah. And, like, come on. So two very different things. Yes. So now we're going to talk about a third suspect named James Brian Chadwell II. When someone has that many names and none of them are good names. Okay. I'm glad you put that preface because I was going to be like, you're one to fucking talk. I know. I have three names. (laughs) I I was going to say like, you're one to fucking talk. I know. But okay. Before I get into this. Well, also like if it's like the third or like fourth. Okay. My brother's a second. Okay, but, like, when we start getting into thirds, fourths, or, like... He's a second. Okay, maybe. All right. But sometimes <laughs> I get a little nervous of, yeah. like... 
I think seconds are better than juniors, though. Yes. Like, if it was, like, like, Rob, like, like Ronald DeFeo Jr. Yeah, junior. Bruh. No. Also, this it's so Ronald DeFeo, not Robert DeFeo. Sorry, everybody. Fucking dumbass. But. Anyway. Small correction, Gordon. Small correction. Um, yeah, so before I get into what he did and why he was considered a suspect, massive content warning. This is where okay. the sexual abuse, child abuse, um, assault, kidnapping comes into play. Okay. So, this man lived in Indiana, and he lured a nine-year-old girl into his home, where he locked her in his basement, beat her, strangled her, and had his dog attack her, and then sexually assaulted her. Um, the on- he only oh stopped God. when police knocked on his door due to a call from his neighbor. Because neighbor saw him talking to a woman in an alley and was like, that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, I don't know if that was actually a woman. So he called yeah. the police for a welfare check. And he... The- Chadwell literally got dressed as he was mid-sexually assaulting this girl in order to answer the door for the police. Um, and police say, like, this is could have what... Like, this might have been what saved the girl's life. Because yes. the girl said she was 100% sure he was going to kill her after doing yeah. this. Um, so the reason police looked into Chadwell was due to his, you know, luring of this girl because... Yeah, in, that's a pretty significant, yep. like, because criminal in, history. Yep, and Abby and Libby's murders, the guy lured them from the trail into a more secluded space and then killed them. So, like, he had a history yeah. of luring, of, yeah. of luring, whatever. Yes. Um, so if you ask me, I don't think the last two people, like, uh, Chadwell and Edder, really had a lot of connections. No. Yeah, that they had, like, some crimes that were criminal histories that could be indicative yeah. of one day escalating to these kinds of things, yeah. but it didn't have, like, such a clear trajectory as, like, with Chadwell. Or with Nations. Nations in the first one. The one who was Indiana. The oh, sex no, I'm meaning Chadwell has more of a history that is very clear-cut and oh, dry. Oh, see, I just... See, I, I thought the la- I thought Chadwell and Edder, the last two I talked yeah. about, I thought they were less connected than Nations was. Because Nations was in the area, confirmed in the okay. area. He, you know, was... Definitely, like I said, in the area when it happened. Um, okay, so car he, hatchet he man. Matched, yeah, car hatchet man. He, okay. I think he looks more like the photos than, than, okay. than Chadwell did. fair. Personally. But I understand where you're coming yes. from. So Chadwell's criminal history, I think, is more indicative psychologically yes. of clearly what happened to Abby mm-hmm. and Libby. Like they said, with the luring, trying to be charming enough to be mm-hmm. able to get young people to yep. trust you to go to a more secluded place mm-hmm. with you. And then, like, obviously, what happened to that poor little girl was probably... Well, we don't know the full details of what mm-hmm. happened to, like, Libby and Abby. I do assume that because of the type of crime it was, there probably was some sexual assault. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what their method... Mm-hmm. We don't know what yeah. their method of death was. Not at all. Nope. Okay, we, we, so... Nope. So we don't fully know if it fully lines up or matches mm-hmm. with what happened to that little girl. Because, like, what happened to that little girl was extremely bl- brutal and mm-hmm. very clear yes. that it could absolutely... Like, there was... He already strangled her, so more mm-hmm. than likely strangulation was going yep. to be the cause of death if yep. he continued. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, pol- police... You know, I don't really think that, like I said, Chadwell and Edder, even though Chadwell, like you said, had a history of crime mm-hmm. that kind of pointed towards... The mur- yeah. like could could murder people, but his physical description no. didn't, and nor did he have ties to the area. Like exactly, okay. it was just Indiana. I didn't know where he was in Indiana, but it was Indiana in general. Vague. Exactly. Okay. But I mean, here's the thing. Let's say murders committed in Atlantic City. Someone could live in Newark and still commit. That's yes. that's top to bottom New Jersey. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And like so, people travel. Exactly. Um. So, but you know, police had to investigate all the tips they thought might be holding weight, whether it be from law enforcement, mm-hmm. a random person yeah. on the phone, whatever. And so, speaking of tips, within the first five months. Officials say there were over 18,000 tips that wow. came in, and they got four or five new ones every single day. 
Like, it was, yeah, they got a, a bunch of tips every, like, all the fucking time. So, we're going to skip ahead to 2019, like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. where they're like, nothing's really happening. We don't have any, like, headway. Let's release a little more information. Okay. So, the the, the picture that I mentioned before of the guy walking on the bridge, mm-hmm. that actually came from a video. Okay. That, and that's where the audio came from. So, at first, oh, they thought it was a picture. Okay. Like, when they released it, everyone was like, oh, it's a picture. Then they had that's this audio. So grainy. Yes. Then they had an audio. Okay. But then it was a video, mm-hmm. and the way it was, the way from from what I understand, the, and the way the video looked, it was as if like he was probably twenty thirty feet behind Abby and Libby, so it was zoomed in. That's also why it was so great okay. because he was behind them, but it was zoomed in by police. Okay. Um, so they released. They also um, released a little more of the audio that was recorded on Libby's phone. So at first, if you remember, like I showed mm-hmm. you and I put in here. They only release a snippet of the man saying down the hill. Mm-hmm. Now they release a tiny bit more where he says guys down the hill. So like I said before, it, th- this, so this one, is 100% talking them. to the girls yeah. because it, like I said before, it wasn't like, even before it sounded like a command, but it wasn't like he was saying like, like muttering to himself. The fact that he was addressing them yes, and it wasn't just like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like guys like down the hill, like, like that tone of voice yes. would be like, if we're walking out, I'm like, oh my God, down the hill. Yeah. Like, oh my God, look at that. Yeah. Whereas he's like, guys, down the hill. Yeah, it sounds like, commanding. Exactly. It sounds like I'm telling you where to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that makes me very uncomfortable. Someone yep. being 20 or 30 feet away from you saying, guys, down the hill. Like, that person is telling mm-hmm. you where to go, where mm-hmm. they want you to go. And he and looks like, like he looks like a bigger man, too. He yeah. looks like a taller, like, a guy that you wouldn't fuck with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, so during this time, a new composite sketch was also released. Um, the first one looked a lot, looked like an older man with facial hair who was wearing a hoodie under a jacket. And if you ask me, I kind of think this person looks more like the person in the grainy photo. Okay. Um, however, the new one that they released in 2019 is of a clean shaven man and a lot of facial features were changed. So the mm-hmm. guy before had more of um, a rounder jawline. Okay. And it looked more in detail. The new one they released, if you were to put them side by side, I'd say mm-hmm. the one that was released in, like in 2019 was the first one. And they got better. Oh. It almost got worse. Oh, wow. Like, it's okay, weird. Like, strange. how... It's, it's really fucking weird. Um, police didn't mention why they, um, you know, why they why they changed a lot of the facial features. However, they did say, like, more witnesses came forward. And that's what made them believe that that's, who lo- that's what he looked like as opposed to the other uh, composite sketch. <laughs> so when talking about this sketch, they said that they thought the new one was definitely the man who killed Abby and Libby. And they thought he lived or worked in Delphi on a regular basis. Okay. They thought he was between 18 years old and 40 years old, but believed he could be older than 40, but he appeared younger than he was. Okay. Because if you look at the sketch, it looks like a 25, 30 year old man. Mm-hmm. But it, I could see how, like, there are people yeah. who are 50 who don't look like they're fucking 50. Yeah. You know Some what I mean? Some people just say it's really well. But... Exactly. Okay. So police and officials also asked for help identifying a person who left their car parked near where Abby and Libby went missing, near the Moon High Bridge. The issue I have with this is they didn't release any info about the license plate, make, model, or color of the car, or year mm-hmm. or anything. They just were like, hey, we need help. So they said the car was parked at an old CPS welfare, bu- welfare building between noon and five on the day the, gr- the girls' bodies were found. That's still way too vague. To way too vague. Them. And it was also the day that the, the girls' bodies were found, not the day they went missing. Okay. Which is a little iffy to me. However, like, it's a little iffy, but I think also their thought process maybe was like, were the girls, like, like moved with the car you know what i mean because i didn't even though they didn't release a lot about the um about the case like or the 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 crime scene they did say that there were signatures at the crime scene they Mm. said there there could have been something taken by the killer as as a trophy and that there were they think that the girls bodies were moved or staged 
Interesting. Yes. So they okay. don't know if they were killed there. That wasn't released, but they do believe they were either staged or at least moved from where they were killed. That's really interesting because, like, the first night there were so many people searching. Yes. So then, well, that that was what I thought too. It's yeah. like if you're searching all, because like, her grandfather was like me and my me and my wife walked all up and down the Moan and High Bridge and all the trails. We didn't find anything. The girls were found half a mile away from the bridge. They would have searched there. Yes, they would have seen this exactly if they were there. Sooner. Exactly, and the amount oh. of flashlights there was, like, come on, like I wouldn't be shocked that, if they were moved. Yeah, that kind of indicative to me that their bodies were not there when this initial search mm-hmm. was happening and was placed there after. This search had mm-hmm. already started. Yep. So, um, you know, we don't know if they were if they were officially moved or, or like moved from one mm-hmm. spot to another because, like I said, everything is kept so close. So, like, you know, and I'm not sure. Which is smart. That. Like, yeah. It just is. It's yeah. just better for the family, and it'll be much better for trial. So, exactly. like, I agree. As someone who's curious and wants to know, and like has theories and wish they would be able to mm-hmm. figure out if they were accurate or not. I agree. I think that it'll just be better overall if mm-hmm. they keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. So this has been like a doozy of a case, but let's mm-hmm. get to the the really good part present day in October of 2022. So I found a news article that was released on Halloween of this year telling about how a Delphi resident was arrested in connection for Abby and Libby's murders. Um, his name was Richard M. Allen and he's 50 years old. He currently is in White County Jail being held without bail because of the severity of the crime. Good. Um, he pled non-guilty during the preliminary hearing, um, and this was according to the Carroll County Prosecutor. So this not this preliminary hearing, I believe, was at the end of, um, end of October, beginning of November. Okay. So very recently. So we haven't even gotten to the first phase of the trial. It is literally like he got arrested not even a month ago. Mm-hmm. Prelim happened not even a month ago. Like, that's yep. why there is nothing about him mainly, because nothing's been released. Yes. Nothing's there yet. Yep. So, Alan lived with his wife in Delphi and worked at a local CVS. Um, It's funny because in the CNN article, CVS actually came out and was like, if there's anything we can do to help, like, please let us know, like, this, that, and the other, like, we want to help. And my mom works for CVS, so I was like, oh, that's good. Not a lot is known about Alan and his connection to the case or why he was arrested or was a suspect Mm -hmm. due to the court's ruling to keep the charging documents and then the um, indictment paperwork sealed, as Uh, well as, um, you know, the investigation is still open. All that stuff is sealed. That's really yep. interesting. They, they said it was going to be sealed for at least 30 days, and then after 30 days, there's going to be a public okay. public ruling to see if they could release more. But as of right now, like, literally, I have no idea why this guy was arrested. Like, nothing I yeah. nothing I saw. So, um, neighbors said that uh, on the night of October 13th, they saw a bunch of unmarked police vehicles arrive outside the Allen home, and they witnessed police uh, giving Allen a piece of paper before going into the home, which means they were giving him the search warrant, obviously. Don't so your shit. So they brought in a tow truck to tow away Alan's black SUV and police dug up parts of the backyard while using a metal detector. Um, They also brought out what I can assume to be evidence from the home, including, I quote, bundles of cloth or clothing, a stack of books, a shopping bag and a shoebox. Um, I did want to mention that I saw little bits of information saying that bodies, like I said, the, the bodies could have been moved or the killer could have taken trophies. So they, that's probably what they were also looking for. They were looking for those trophies. Yep. They were looking for evidence of what could have been used to move these yep. two. It probably, although it's been years later, but bloody clothing. Oh, any definitely. Of the, things, the 100%. murder weapon itself. Exactly. Or 
If it, well, if it wasn't someone's literal hands. Mm -hmm, exactly. And like I said before, I mentioned like about the signature and stuff. And for anyone who doesn't know, um, like if you listen to our podcast, I'm sure you probably mm -hmm. do know because you listen to true crime. But a signature is something that a killer does uh, it does when committing a crime and often is like is a com is compulsed to do. Or it's just something they do often. So a signature could be something like Ted Bundy pretending to be injured in order mm -hmm. to lure his victims back to his car. Yes, it's something that's, like, unique to yep, the killer. exactly. So once again, they didn't release what the signature was. So back to Alan. Um, there isn't a lot of information on him. However, I, me I mentioned about the family being in contact with him. So I was in the CNN article, uh, it was mentioned that um, one of the family members knew of him. <gasps> knew oh, him. Not knew oh, him personally, but knew yeah. of him. Um, Tara German, Libby's aunt, was a frequent shopper at Allen's CVS and actually remembered a specific time he helped her out with photos. Tara was actually printing out photos of the girls for their funerals and the memorials, and she was such a mess because it was not soon after the girls had died, yeah. she was having trouble getting the, pho the photos off of her phone onto the photo kiosk. Yeah. So he was like, here, let me help you out. He helped her, and once the photos were printed, he looked at them, looked at her, and was like, I'm not going to charge them for you. I'm not going to charge you for yeah. them. Like, take them, like, whatever. Yeah. So, if that's the, if he's a killer, which, you know, I, if, if so, I say, I, yeah. I say if because everyone's innocent until proven yeah. guilty, yeah. that's so fucking fucked. That's so fucked up. Because, like, this guy's looking at her being like, I won't charge you for these. And mm -hmm. if he's the killer, like, dude. come on. That's so, so people are still, uh, police are still asking people to call in with any information they have, not only in connection with Richard Allen, but also about the case in general or anyone else they may think may be involved in the murders. They're not saying he's the only person. They're not saying they have, a, they think it's another person, but you never fucking know. You know what I mean? Like, look at the Hillside Stranglers. Some of them, yeah. Kenneth Bianchi committed by himself. Sometimes mm -hmm. he committed with a partner. So, um, if you have any tips, you know, I know we're from Pennsylvania. We have a lot of listeners yeah. in PA. However, you never know. Mm -hmm. So if anyone has any information that they think is relevant to the case, you can uh, submit a tip either with your name or anonymous anonymously by calling 765-882-3535 or emailing Abby and Libby tip at C-A-C-O-S-H-R-F dot com. So I'll repeat it again. You can call in tips at 765-882-3535 or email them to Abby and Libby tip at C-A-C-O-S-H-R-F dot com. And that's the case of the Delphi murders. Oh, wow. So it's a, it's a long, that was a long yes. one. Um, there's a lot. It, it took me a while to research. Um, it was kind of, I think I have, how many, I mean, the fact that I listened to an entire ass podcast about it, that was, mm -hmm. that took about 15 hours of research alone. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about eight or nine websites I used. Um, Jeez, you went ham. Mm -hmm, because I can't I, wait for more updates mm -hmm. and things like that. I'm very curious if this person that they've arrested, if they have a criminal history, mm -hmm. what that criminal history yep. uh, is mm -hmm. of, what evidence kind of led to this yep. person to point to this yep. person. I'm very curious mm -hmm. to know those details. Obviously, we won't know them for a while. Yeah. But I will be definitely... Yeah, we'll do an update. I'll definitely, yes. you know, as soon as we hear stuff, even if it's like a quick five, ten minute episode, mm -hmm. we'll do it. Um, oh, there, yeah. there was an interesting photo I found, which I'm not sure if it actually is the picture, but it looked like a picture of Richard Allen. Mm -hmm. And in the background on a fridge was the composite sketch, the newer one, of the oh. person who was supposed to be the killer. Yeah. Which I don't know if that was actually yeah. that, or it, looked, it could have been a kid's drawing. But either way, like seeing that was like, bro... Why would you hang that up in your fucking fridge? Yeah. Like, come on. Unless so you you're like, I, you you're, think this is funny. unless you're looking at, looking at it and being like, oh, I don't fucking look like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, 
Um, so yeah, that's the Delphi murders. You know, I feel so bad for the, for Abby and Libby's family. They were such beautiful, you know, so cute, so intelligent, talented, creative, athletic girls. And, you know, it was snuffed out because all they wanted to do was go on a fucking hike. Yeah, they and, just you know, to, like enjoy the nice weather. They wanted to have friend time and yeah. they were having friend time. And it was, it was interesting because in the podcast, someone mentioned like, oh, well, if they saw the guy, why didn't, if let's say he attacked Abby first, like Libby could have run away. But they didn't, yeah. Because they, Love she wanted, to, she wanted to be there for her best friend, yeah. And like, that like literally makes me want to fucking cry, yeah. Because like I could not imagine like being mm-hmm. out and about with you and right. having someone like attack you. I couldn't imagine leaving. Yeah. No, like I'd be like, no. get the fuck off my best friend, bitch. Like, like who the fuck are you? Together. Yeah, like, exactly. In so many ways, because like it could have been like not only was she panicked, so she didn't think of self preservation, mm-hmm. but also in some ways like. If you think this person's probably still going to hurt you anyways, you don't want someone mm-hmm. you care about or love to die alone. Exactly. So it's it's it was really, you know, it was definitely a very... Um, it's a very upsetting case. I really, yeah. I really hope that this is the person, that they're on their way to getting justice because mm-hmm. they deserve that. And I'm glad definitely. that they, they were found, that they got to have proper burials, mm-hmm. that their family got to have yep. the proper way to respect them. But yep. now I hope that their families are able to get the last bits of closure yep. and justice that they deserve. Definitely. I completely agree. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the Delphi Murders. Um, before mm-hmm. we, you know, do our normal sign-off, I did want to mention that we are on a bunch of new listening platforms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made a little list. So as normal, you know, we're always mm-hmm. on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Or no. Oh, wait. Rewind. I'm sorry. We're normally on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, mm-hmm. and Amazon Amazon Music. However, we are officially on Apple Podcasts. Yay! However, um, I did notice that some of our episodes are missing. I think there's it's just a glitch that I've had. A, I've heard okay. a lot of podcasters are like. Mm-hmm. Then we're also on Our Heart Radio, Castbox, and Overcast. Um, we are not on Stitcher or Radio Cast yet. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still working on those, but we're almost on every single streaming platform that you can stream podcast on, which is pretty Woo! pretty dope. You can just look us up at Figures in the Dark. Um, if you have trouble looking us up, because there's a couple, mm-hmm. um, there's a podcast called Dark Figures oh, okay. that is kind of similar, so sometimes mm-hmm. that'll pop up before us because we're smaller than they are. Yeah. Um, I usually use the, um, the They Were Forking Oneida Spoon Factory cult <laughs> because it's such a unique title. Yes. So... But we, have, but we are officially now on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight listening platforms. Um, we have, I think Tay was saying, over 600 listens, almost 700 yep. listens now, over mm-hmm. 220 followers. Yep. Um, we have some mutual, some podcasts reaching out saying they love us. And, you know, we just, we really appreciate it. Like, we were sitting here before we clicked record and we were saying, like, this is fucking crazy. Like, this is not just someone... Like, not just our therapists, not just our friends, our family, you know, mm-hmm. listening to us. This is people we don't know who are like, we like listening to you. We're entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, like that you guys are entertaining. Like, you, we like listening to you. Like, and we appreciate We're it. We're so very appreciative mm-hmm. of it. And we appreciate so much anybody taking the time mm-hmm. to, like, to listen because this is like our fun hobby that we do because mm-hmm. we love it and mm-hmm. it makes us happy but yeah. we're very glad that it's bringing some enjoyment to others as well definitely so yeah. you know if you want to keep up with our shenanigans our bullshit all that mm-hmm. fun stuff you can follow us on instagram at figures in the dark follow us on twitter at figures in the dark but dark spelled drk you can like us on facebook uh you know share on our page share our page share anything you want mm-hmm. to us at figures in the dark you can send us an email case suggestions spooky stories your true crime stories um anything you can just say send us a picture of your cat if you want yeah. i don't know um <laughs> you can email us at figures in the dark at podcast at gmail.com 
Is there anything else? Am I fucking up? No, just and then that's it. Oh yeah, like rate, subscribe, exactly. Like any of that. Exactly. Of these places. Exactly. Keep listening, please. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, we thank you for listening. And as always, beware of the figures in the dark. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.